Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live, brought to you in association with Northern Print Solutions, your number one place for digital and LIFO print, helping the Heed Army spread the word of Gated FC. If you're new to the Heed Army Podcast, the Heed Army Podcast is all about Gated FC by the fans for the fans. We endeavour to get as many interviews as we can on a match day, so if you see someone about with a microphone, why not come along and have your say? The show is fully interactive, and if you'd like to contact us throughout the show, you can do it via Twitter, at Heed underscore Army, and of course there is our chat facility below that you can use throughout the show. Hello and welcome to the Heat Army Podcast Live. It's Sunday the 1st of March. This year is flying by and so is the season, but uh, is it uh, all over yet? I don't think so. Still games in hand, but um, uh, I wouldn't say it was a disastrous 1-0 defeat yesterday, but one that kind of took the momentum out of the sails. Uh, were you there? Let us know um, how the game was for you. I wasn't at the game personally. I listened to it online and it just sounded like we weren't clinical, but I'd like to know what you your thoughts are about you being there. Uh, we've got two... People in the studio that were there. Mickey, hello. Good evening. Yes, and John. We've got a new new name to the uh, hello. to the podcast, and uh, also we've got studio guest uh, Paul Buzio. So, hello, Paul. Hi, lads. Yeah, we'll be talking to Paul very soon uh, about something that he's got coming up about, and also about his time at Gated. So, uh, plenty of ways to contact us. You know how to do it already. Um, We've also got interviews that we've got off YouTube uh, with uh, new gated signing Lyndon Gooch, uh, the American boy uh, on loan from Sunderland. And also there's one from Gary Mills and they're taken from the Gated FC YouTube account. So we'll be able to hear their thoughts and views about um, Saturday's game. So as I say, it is an open forum. Always your thoughts are more than welcome. We'd love to hear how you do it. And uh, no, you know how to do it. But uh, how do you do it on Twitter? That's here under. Heed underscore army. Yes, at underheed underscore army. We've got messages coming already, but we'd love more. And uh, as I say, if you've got any messages for Paul as well, if you remember his time when he played at Gated, uh, it's, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it was. <laughs> a few years ago now, Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, and uh, so, at the back. Yeah, um, so got, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you want to send in messages, you can do. Um, as I say, if you have if you have listened to the show before, you know how to do it. But if you are new, uh, this is how you contact us on the chat facility or via Twitter. It's your messages that make this show go and we'd love to hear you. And you can contact us on our chat facility brought with you in association with Northern Print Solutions. You can contact us on there simply by registering with your Facebook account on the Spreaker website or app. And you can have the app on your mobile phone or tablet devices. And then you can listen to us and message us simultaneously. We look forward to hearing all of your messages, thoughts and views because they are the heart and soul of this podcast. Well, that is how you contact us on the chat facility, and uh, please send your messages in. We've already got a couple in already um, from Joshua Milburn. He's put, all right, lads, uh, I'm back from X Hamster. So he's been, he's been, he's been, on, have you been on that website before, Paul? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Family show. Um, Josh has got a season ticket. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> 
Joshua Bill Burns put, listen uh, on BBC uh, Bristol, and for all they did was uh, slate gates at the National Stadium. Uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, I was saying to you just before we came on mm. that their press officer was on BBC Radio Bristol as part of the commentary team, and he was less than complimentary about Gateshead in a, in a few different ways. I know it's always biased when you listen to other people's commentary, but um, it was a little bit of a, if you're a Gateshead fan listening, it was a bit of a pain. And uh, Anne Schofield's always uh, already messaged in. He's put, evening lads, rant, question mark. I believe Mill's signings have been very poor this season. Also, Chandler benched again poor. So uh, do you agree with that? Um, we'll come on to th- uh, those later on. Um, but as I say, how was the game for you yesterday? Because I listened to it online and it just seemed that we dominated and weren't clinical. Uh, it's, uh, John seen it as well. It's hard to have a go at the lads. Um, I think it was just one long hopeful ball and it's needed, they've made the clinical sin of letting the ball bounce and the lads ran through. Yeah. What could Bartlett do? But plenty huff and puff, but final third I thought were lacking. I don't don't know about you, John. I, I thought we were excellent yesterday, I'll be honest. I thought we were just unlucky. We didn't deserve that. We were we got beat when we didn't deserve it. Um I just I just think we're desperately unlucky, you know. Yeah. Um it happens, you know. I thought I thought it was one of our best performances of the season. Um, we've made a defensive error and we've gone one nil down and that's it. And that's what these teams do. Teams at the top of the league do these do that thing, you know. Well, I was talking to some Bristol Rovers fans in, in the Nags after the game and apparently that's the way they've won their games all season. They've just defended, defended, defended and then hit every team with on the sucker punch. Uh, he says, I can't remember we're scoring more than two away goals all season. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, it's a, I've got to say, it, when I listened to it, that they, they were just saying it was all gates of possession, we're building from the back. Although they said that... Uh, I don't know if it was a little bit different yesterday, but they kind of said that we weren't playing across the back as much as what we had done in the first game, and we were quite direct at times, uh, in the first half anyway. I wouldn't say, well, there was a few long balls, and, and Finnegan done really well in the first half, I've got to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it went a bit skew with after about, for about 15 minutes, where... Uh, ben Clark got injured and Tom I was just, just about on. to come on to that as a groin strain wasn't it and I'm uh, not sure exactly how bad that is uh, so they're going to wait until C on Monday mm. and obviously we've got the game on Tuesday at home to Telford so Wrexham Wrexham sorry yeah, Wrexham. yeah so uh, yeah but to be fair I'm Tom Allen's biggest critic but he come on and I thought he'd done really well yesterday mm-hmm. well that was during the commentary when I heard Ben Clark went off I was expecting uh, Valentine Gyokai to go into defence I well, don't know why I, I think everybody did and were expecting Chandler to come on Mm-hmm. But for some strange reason, well, whether Chandler was still in ill or what, but <laughs> for me, Shaw and Chandler, when fit, have got to start. Well, yeah, we want to hear your views as well. And um, we've got a few tweets that have come in already. We've got one from Tony Armstrong. Last season, we had half the squad we have now, but managed to get the playoffs. Too much rotation, no consistency. Yeah, the husband. You see, it's a hard one to judge because we have had a lot of injuries this year compared to last year. Well, so, but there is there is a lot of chopping and changing. But maybe that. But we have been <coughs> we haven't been winning games, so maybe he's chopping and changing to try and find the. Well, look at the running last season. We had Marwood, Madison, JJ. JJ has been an absolute huge miss for us this season. Marwood's obviously went past his new. Madison's past his new. John and plus was lost Phil Turnbull as well in the interim and John I think, I think for me I think what the difference is this season from last season is it went in 
to the likes of Ma Madison and Marwood and were exploded from there. Now when it goes into the likes of Rodman and Patterson, it stops and then goes again. And we don't have that explosive attacking force that we had last season. And I think that's where your problem is. They're good players, but they're just you just don't have that pace going forward. You know? one, one thing we haven't mentioned is that um, one of our on-loan players from Newcastle United, Callum Roberts, has uh, returned under... Is it a cloud of uh, mystery? Because it, it, it said that uh, Newcastle United did not want him playing in the reserves because they thought that he should be in the first team playing. But I suppose if he wasn't fit or match fit, then and Tom Herdman played in gated reserves at the beginning of the season. So what was the problem there? But one thing I will note this is that at the last home game that I was at against uh, on was it Tuesday when we Kitty. against Kidderminster. After the well, during the game, his body language, he didn't look happy being uh, on the bench at all. And after the full-time whistle, he ran down the tunnel, didn't... He was the first one away. So he looked an unhappy player at Gated. Yeah, uh, so that, that whether I'm just reading into things and, you know, he, maybe he's just freezing because I was. He just wanted to get inside. But, <laughs> but, you know, he didn't look a happy bunny at Gated. And, um, but we've got the new player in now, Lyndon Gooch from Sunderland, an American boy. Uh, what was he like? I thought he... Uh, he showed some really good touches. He looked quite pacey. I mean, you could tell he wasn't. He'd only been there a day. Yeah, but he, he was positive, wasn't he? When, yeah. when he went for, he looked positive and go forward. I thought he did all right. I thought second half he was a lot better, and I thought he just, he just looked as if you know he gave me a bit of um, um, emphasis. Um, emphasis, shall I say? Uh, um, and he just went for. He just looked to he try look, attack. He, he looked good. Like uh, he's, I mean, there was one way he, he just he got the ball and. He just turned and he just left two of them for dead, and he just you know, it's it's a same of a good player. Well, he, he can get the ball, he can just he just he didn't even do much. He just dropped the shoulder and the two of them went yeah. one way and he just went see you. Well, can you remember last week's controversy all the way from Shrewsbury when oh, uh, yeah. Dave Higgins um, said he was listening in with the dog, the wife and the daughter. Uh, it looks like the wife and the daughter's left him because <laughs> this, this week he's put back in bed uh, from Shrewsbury, dog and all. So it looks like his wife has took a huff. Um, so. God. Um, yeah, sorry, Dave. Uh, <laughs> at least we're still with you. That's uh, <laughs> all you can say at that. Well, we've got some interviews that we've been able to pick up from uh, YouTube um, with Lyndon Gooch and um, uh, Gary Mills, and these were recorded with uh, Rory, the press officer. So have a little listen to these, and uh, these are the thoughts and views of those two people after the game. Okay, Gary, what was your verdict of that game today? Oh, I'm, I'm disappointed again. We haven't we haven't got uh, a point from it. Uh, but neither keeper was really tested today but I thought we were the, the side that looked more likely um, you know they're a solid team you can see why they don't concede a lot of goals got the ball forward very 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 early solid um, I thought we played played okay again today you know um, and as always this season we've just we've just ended up with with nothing at all um, it's, it's a difficult one to take you came out of the blocks very quickly today is the feeling that if you had Scored a goal in that open half hour. It could have been a different story in the end. Well, again, when you when you dictating the game, dominating the game like we were early on, you have to take your chances. If you don't, it comes back to bite you. That's that's football, and that's what's happened again today with us. Was that by and large the kind of game you were expecting today? A game where chances were few and far between. It was maybe going to come down to to one goal, one clinical moment. Well, we knew it was going to be tough. You know, they're, they're a tough. Tough, solid side. That's how. That's how they. That's how they play. That's what they are. Uh, 
we play how we play, but we've, we've got to go and mix it when we can. I thought we did today. I thought I think we were unlucky to, to come away with from from our game today with nothing. It, it's uh, it's a tough one on all of us today, uh, but we just switched off once, and it's cost us the game. We saw Lyndon Gooch come in from Sunderland and make his debut today. What was your assessment of his performance? Yeah, I thought he'd done well. It's a difficult game for him, like I say, because it was a, a ball up in the air a lot against in, in a swirling wind. Um, but I thought he put in a good shift for us today. He's um, he's a good player. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was pleased with him. What kind of player is he, would you say, on the whole? Is, he, is, is that where you expect him to feature in the weeks ahead on that? Right side yeah. of the. Well, he's, he's, a, he's a striker that's very direct, likes to go and hurt defenders, and, and, and he'll work hard. And you know, he's uh, you could see he understands the game, when to keep it, when not to keep it, and, and when to have a go. And I thought he'd done well. I thought he'd done well in a, in a difficult game today. Ben Clark was taken off after about half an hour today. How was he? Uh, a bit of a groin, so we'll have to wait and see how that how that is um, tomorrow and Monday. And Tuesday, the third home game in a week, a chance to respond in it chance you really have to take now yeah we have to we have to it's it's a you know we we, we know we've got a uphill battle we know we've got to keep believing we've got to stick in there we're going to have um, things that happen in in those 16 games we won the first one we've lost the second one um, so that makes it a little bit more difficult if everybody thinks we're going to go and win every game then you know think again it's it's going to be little knocks here and there but we have to keep battling away and we have to go and win the next one Okay, Lyndon, so obviously a disappointing result today, but how did you find your first taste of conference football? Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I just got the call Thursday um, to see if I wanted to come, and I decided to join, and, yeah, I was glad to get get some game time, and uh, we were unlucky. I thought we were the better team by far, and we should have took our chances, but that's how it goes. So you play on the right of a front three today yeah. for the most part. What kind of player would you describe yourself as? Uh forward player, I like to score goals, I like to set goals up, I like to make the difference in games and hopefully I can do that while I'm here. What are you hoping to achieve in the 28 days you're here? I mean there's a lot of games to play, there's, there's nine in the next month. Yeah, um, just help the team, get three points, move up the table and get experience for myself but the main thing is helping the team out and help them get results and hopefully that, that'll just help myself as well. Did you know much about Gateshead prior to, to joining the club? Not much, to be honest. Uh, we played pre-season here uh, in a friendly, and they're a good side. I like to play football, so that's the main reason why I want to join, because that's my game. I like to play football and play on the ground and score goals. and That's, yeah. Well, there you go. There is the Fulton views of Gary Mills and Lyndon Gooch. Uh, so, I wonder if there's a question about Lyndon Gooch and Titties later on as well. Oh, great. So, uh, are you going to take part in the quiz? I'll give it a go. We've got a three-way on the podcast. Yeah. The first time. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first time for everything. So yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be there's doing the now. There. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if only we had a webcam. Um, we've got another tweet. I'm glad we're doing. Mike Cows tweeted in yesterday. Seemed to be the the story of our season. Turning draws and wins into defeats. So frustrated last night. Got this stick at it. Yep, certainly have. I uh, say, I mean, I, I haven't looked at the league table. I will get it up in front of us uh, at the moment. But we still got five games in hand. Um, but that defeat, and um, I think it's probably knocked us twelve points behind the playoffs because uh, Forest Green won, didn't they? 
Uh, yes, I think they did. Uh, so they were the team we were chasing. I'll just get this up. and uh, So I'll have a look at the league table in a second. I, I personally I think it's all over. I, I think it's a big, I, I, it's a big I think ask. it's too much to ask now. Um, it was always going to be difficult, but I think it's just a bit too much to ask now. But hope, hopefully I'm proved wrong. You know, you continue to support me. Hopefully you prove wrong. Yeah. I think it's too much. Well, at the moment, Forest Green have played 37 games and are on 62 points. Gateshead have played 32. We've got five games in hand and are on 50 points. So, you know, win them. <laughs> We're in the playoffs, but it's a big ask. Plus the games in between, you know, the regular games. It's, it's uh, yeah. I mean, Wrexham, we should have, I personally thought we should have beat them in the trophy. Yeah. You had a chance in 90 minutes to beat them in the trophy, mm. didn't you? Definitely. So, uh, yeah. you know, they're going to be thinking more about Wembley. Yeah, well, that's them. I mean, they said if they had a beat, um, got beat off us uh, in that trophy game, that that was the end of their season. So you would think they're not concentrating on the league now. I mean, they're 10 points behind us. Uh, well, 8 points behind us. So they're, they're not going to be anywhere near no. the playoffs. So hopefully they are going to concentrate on that. But it's a few weeks off still. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's going to be fringe players and players are going to be dying to get in that squad to play at Wembley. So oh, there's going to be a lot to play for for them. So it is going to be a tough game, and just looking forward to our next few fixtures as well. Um, I've got one more home game, haven't we? Before we're on the road again. Um, one second, get it there. Yes, we're away to Braintree on Saturday. Uh, that's going to be a tough game, and then at home to Wellen. As I say, we're at home and away. Uh, we've got quite a few uh, Tuesday games with the games in hand. Mm-hmm. So these are the games we've got to go and win. I mean, good to have Macclesfield at home. I wouldn't want to go to Macclesfield and play them at the minute. Well, I got absolutely stuffed yesterday, didn't I? Obviously, so yeah, uh, that was a lunchtime kickoff, wasn't it? Four uh, 0 Yeah. So, but just got to look at the next game. I presume there won't be many conference games on Tuesday. That would be one of the games in hand, I would imagine. I can't say there being a full round of fixtures. Well, it'll have to be a fair few fixtures because there's a few lost games with the weather. So yeah, certainly is. Um, right, we've got a few messages here on Twitter, and uh, Andrew McInnes has put, "Sorry, I'm late." While last was watching Game of Thrones, give her a slap. That's what I'd say. <laughs> uh, is that why you're not here? Uh, uh, watching Game of Thrones instead, and Lorik is. Um, oh, apparently, get Andrew back on Twitter corner, Mickey's crap. I am. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> on Twitter corner. Yeah, on Twitter corner. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the other stuff, Lauren, he wasn't here. Um, and uh, Matthew Spry's put, I'm still optimistic about our chances this season. Uh, they're the best team in the league, and we're more than matched. We more than matched them. Mills' team selection is holding us back. The quality is there. Gooch will do well, but give the ball away cheaply in a, uh, a couple of times, and putting him straight into the, into the side was into the squad was risky. I don't know. I think you had to. You've got to give a got to give uh, fresh blood in there because our attacking options is what's maybe letting us down in the final third. <laughs> maybe I think. Well, just he's got Lyndon Gooch in, so it just proves what he thinks of Kevin St. Lewis's chances. Yes, uh, saying him at the end of the season, and he's no any of the bench, is he? So, no. uh, doing well for the reserves. Yeah, Dave Higgins has put, uh, Nay good having all the possession and no goals. One goal, and you've got, uh, <laughs> and you've lost, dog agrees with uh, the wife not happy, so there you go. Oh, well. <laughs> lost the dog. So we've lost another listener there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, get your wife back, get your wife back. Uh, so yeah, and uh, 
Well, that's 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 the game talked about. That's the positives and negatives. <laughs> um, so we have got a studio guest. We've got Paul Buzio, who used to play for us uh, many moons ago, although it doesn't seem that long ago. We're going to play a quick advert from our sponsors. He still looks younger than us. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> and uh, he may not do bad at the end of this advert. <laughs> uh, so we're going to play this advert from the sponsors, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about his gated days, and also about something exciting that he's got coming up as well that he wants to tell you all about. So uh, this is a message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Northern Print Solutions, supporting the Heed Army podcast. We never compromise on quality and are completely customer focused. From simple business cards to high-end brochures, we have it all covered. Call us on 0191 411 1698 or you can email us at info at northernprintsolutions.co.uk Are you aged between 6 and 14 and live in the South Tyneside area? Do you want professional football coaching from two professional footballers? Well, Adam Rundle and Jamie Chandler run Football for Life every Tuesday and Thursday evening, 5.30 till 7 at Fratrona Park, South Shields. Uh, It's £5 per session and £30 for 8 session course. They also do day camps during uh, the school holidays. You can contact them on 0759 197 6909. You can also tweet them at 4FootballForLife1. Shh, right, we're back. <laughs> um, right, we're going to talk to uh, um, former Gator player Paul Buzio. Uh, we've been reliving some good stories. We can't really t- talk about many of them on air. But, um, see, Paul, you, you, you signed for us too many years ago, really, isn't it, for uh, for memory's sake. But I think it was, was 2001, 2002, or around yeah. about that time. We'll just say near enough 10 years ago. Yeah, near enough 10 years ago. And, uh, see, how did you come to um, get approached to sign for Gator? Uh, well, I was I was playing in the leagues at the time, and um, a guy called Alan Bell and Derek Bell kind of came and uh, conjured up a couple of lads that I think uh, Gateshead were looking for for the reserves, basically. But so happened to be the first team kind of disintegrated at the time, and a lot of the lads ended up in the first team, which was uh, great for us because we obviously didn't expect it getting chucked into the mix of the games, but. Really thoroughly enjoyed my time at Gateshead and uh, always remained friends, and that's why I'm here today. Yeah, as I say, I'm like lots of happy memories traveling on the bus because I mean, obviously, it's a different time then. I mean, fans and players traveling on the bus at the same time. I mean, it's, it's quite, I mean, when, when we won, it was quite the party oh, bus, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, the Venga <laughs> buses we used to yeah. call it. Yeah. There's no segregation in them days, it was pretty much we all mixed together, we, we all traveled together, got off the services, had a right laugh and joke. And if we won, we're all allowed to mix and drink together. and but if we lost, obviously you yes. lost. We're allowed to drink, and Derek, Derek said no to us. Okay. <laughs> 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 used to enjoy a few bottles of wine, though, didn't you? On the oh, back bus, I remember that. I used to enjoy the rosé with uh, Big Spangle, Big James Curtis, like yes. over the days. <laughs> Ringing Alan Robson, uh, <laughs> they were always the fun ones. Yeah, um, I say, um, when you were at the club, it wasn't exactly the, the how we're doing now. I mean, I know we're not playing 
in form at the moment, but it was a different club altogether. And um, it was a lot harder times, wasn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, the money wasn't really there, to be quite honest. The lads were hard-working lads who really played at sometimes towards the back end of one of the seasons for nothing. It was for, just for pride, just to keep Gateshead in the leagues. And pretty much without them lads at that time, Gateshead probably wouldn't be where yeah. they are now because we, we created a backbone and then Graham Wood ended up coming back in and seeing that the club needed rescued and basically took the club in his heart and put a bit of money where the mouth was and invested and now you see where he's reaping the rewards where you know he's working towards an actual stadium where it was talked about back in the my days like trying to just get Gateshead being self-sufficient mm-hmm. where they had a nice football ground for themselves where I know I know it's great that and everyone loves the international stadium but I think Gateshead having their own stadium would just be you know a pinnacle of where they actually have come from back so from that's kind of being put on the back burner at the moment but yeah, uh, hopefully it, hopefully it comes to fruition but um, as I say we've had a few of your former teammates on we've had uh, Paul Taylor on not so long ago Dr Death yeah and uh, Paul Thompson as well oh I love Domo yeah and uh, I think we woke him up actually he was on the oh. phone I didn't know where the hell he was, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, think you remember playing for Gates, to be honest. Well, that was Tom at the best of times. <laughs> I think he thought it was a nuisance phone call. <laughs> I, well, that's because I used to do them all the time, Tom. Class. <laughs> used to give him the crow noise. Tom, if you're watching, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But um, as I say, you mentioned a few players there before. I mean, you mentioned Mark Atkinson. And I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about this game in the podcast before, but uh, Horden Colliery Welfare and the <laughs> FA Cup qualifiers many moons ago. Um, I remember the end of the game Mark Atkinson scored the winner he did and it, did. Was, it was just pandemonium wasn't it it, it, felt, uh, it felt like, it uh, felt like we had won the thing uh, it did, it did. Uh, it I ran on the pitch and dived into uh, Atkinson's arms and he killed him <laughs> <laughs> Jim Joel I loved that one well he's my uh, he was my best man on my wedding as well so I'll give him a big shout out oh yeah we'll have Ginger. to get him on because uh, actually I've said it a few times I think he still could have been able to play for the club for many years so I think it's, no it's he, he retired he and left uh, a little bit too soon I think he just wanted to go localised uh, I'll not blame his wife but uh, thanks Vicky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cracking left back to be fair mate. oh he Absolutely. was just really good he came straight from Sunderland didn't he got he released did, by Sunderland yeah, yeah. He used to love running with the ball, I always say this, running with the ball, he was head down, up and down that line, you know, his engine was great, but he's, uh, maybe his final distribution was always a bit a bit poor, like, but... Mm, he scored a couple of cra- cracking goals, though, didn't he, for I don't a know how he swung that right foot in that goal, and now it's just been <laughs> <great. laughs> over and over, you're picking up these bad memories for me. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was just a fantastic day, that, apart from catching pneumonia, practically, <laughs> it was freezing, it was obviously freezing. a horrible day, Aye. but a uh, great and game of football. Holden's goalkeeper passed away about a season after, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, actually, he was yeah. a hell of a goalkeeper. I mean, for his size as but well. Because he was a, he was not a small lad. He, he wasn't. He wasn't. He had some agility, though. I mean, one of the best goalkeepers I've seen in the Northern League. Well, it was funny when it was Misty who played him in the yeah, it, Challenge it, Cup. We called him the Gurren in the Mist, <laughs> and he stuck his fingers up. He <laughs> 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 was the only player you could see. <laughs> God, God, God bless him. He was. Uh, he, he took a bit of stick, but he, he gave it back like as well, didn't he? So oh, he, he did, was. Uh, yeah. But he, he had his last lap on that game. I think the one didn't the court holding. Yeah, you made a good save in that game. I think he did. But uh, yeah, <coughs> and uh, as I say, a few other names that were. Definitely going to try and get him on, but George Weverly. Oh, George, uh, Mr. Beans, Mr. Beans. <laughs> We're, not going Beans. <laughs> We're not going to that one because I think the papers already wrote about that one. Yeah, they did. But George, is, he was a character in himself as well. So he'll have a lot more stories than me, George. As I say, I mean, you know, dare I say it was, you know, nearly 13, 14 years ago when you signed for Gated and James Curtis was there. 
at the he time. Was, he's one of my good pals, Bangle. Uh, he, he came from Washington, and he's just a big streak of lankiness of gingerness. <laughs> but he was just—he was a great player. And as you see now, he's—you know—I'm really chuffed for the lad that he's obviously signed for his like professionally because he obviously was tied between his job and the club. But then obviously he's now like you know signed with the club. Yeah. Stayed being a loyal servant. He's over ten years. Got himself a testimonial surely, and uh, I think he's just one, a likable lad as well. Even, he is. Like in and around the changing rooms, the lads respect him. But he's he's got the ability to stand up as well. You know, he's not just there for. Like no, he's, he's, he's got the battle scars to prove it as well for playing for Gator yeah. and all, isn't I mean, he's, what's impressed me about him is he's he started in the Northern League, was it the second division at Washington? In Washington, yep. yeah. And he complicated and took a while to settle into Unibond, then we went up the Conference North. And it always took him a couple of weeks to get used to it. But once he gets used to it, he just he's the same persistent. He's so consistent. If you if you looked at the Sunday Sun, he's he's like always an average seven. Aye. So you can have a super game and he he might bang a goal in or something, but you can always goal. Oh wait. He shinned one in the other week, didn't he? So I let him have that one. But oh, uh, did you see the goal he scored last season? He was like, like Van Basten. Oh, actually the, vo- um, the, volley, the volley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't know what he was doing there. I think he tripped out his shoelace or something. <laughs> 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 he's trying to clear it probably. He's, he's he's a good lad, James. Uh, he certainly was. And uh, as I say, did you come back again? Uh, after you left did you come back for a small stint I did, I, did uh, I think it was very short and uh, I think um, even I think it was Colin Richardson yeah. uh, with a bit of Rico and I, I just always remember his gold bracelet he's just shaking <laughs> that in front of my face and uh, he was a scary character then with his tan but yeah. <laughs> yeah, he used to get some stickers oh, you, you would have played with Adam Johnson as well and when you came back then did you aye he's, yeah. he's a good player I like Adam yeah but there's, there, like I say there was a few lads there was a kid called Richard Kent as well and Kenny used to have this the fond ability to be able to get the ball, run down the wing with a tit in his kneecaps and get past loads of players and then manage to score a goal. Uh. And I don't know how he actually managed even his shocked face even tell you that he never actually <laughs> meant it. But God, it that's a, a name from the past. I can't so he scored a few Kent. goals as well, didn't I, he, Kent? And it, it was it was, was Kenny and then there was Flinney at centre half. He had Finchie yeah. and Goal. That was it and Finchie's obviously just retired and, from uh, Sheldon as well. Dixon, right back. Oh, aye. Ginger Dixon. Yeah, he was. Ginger. Yeah, he, I thought I loved him. I thought he was a great player. Was, Solid. Yeah, he was. Where did he end up? I think he just. Uh, with his last. There's another, there's another one we're going to have to start a campaign <laughs> for. Get some players not having girlfriends. <laughs> just ruining them. Uh, but yeah, uh, well, there you go. That's how I've found out that information. There's Alex Benjamin. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. what? I, I, I was going to be careful with stories say, about I, him. <laughs> Alex, Alex had a kind of few clubs. I mean, I thought I did, but uh, he's like Ian Woosnam, that kid. He's had lots of clubs. <laughs> Loves a sign, I am. I got told about him years ago. An ex girlfriend, uh, her uncle was one of the directors at West Allotment. Oh, yeah. And he used to tell us all the time, kind of rabbit and on about Alex Benjamin, Alex Benjamin, Alex Benjamin. And then eventually we signed him. I thought, oh. Says the lads, as he was saying, this lad called Alex Benjamin, the, the, the last his uh, uncle says he's absolutely fantastic. Well, he, he's got this weird knack of not being liked but scoring goals. Oh, yeah. Aye. So that's the thing. I remember it, I think it might have been his third or fourth game for Gator while down at Whitby. Away. Yeah, I was going to say that was his best performance. He was unreal, but he actually he, he nearly made the linesman cry. <laughs> I, 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 I've never seen like a player. He didn't. He, 
He did threaten him, but <laughs> but <laughs> just the legend just lost his bottle completely. And I was like, I'll not tell you exactly what he said, like because it's horrific. But uh, yeah, that was that's my lasting impression of uh, Benjamin, like worldy goals and just threatening behaviour towards the match officials. No. Didn't didn't run much. He used to have a tab about five minutes before the game. <laughs> oh, I think sometimes he was having a tab during the game to be yeah. honest, because he didn't run much. But he's, he had the knack of just putting the ball and where it mattered. Absolutely. Basically, that's why I think a lot of clubs sort of take a chance on him and yeah. got him in. Well, well, as I say, we've got something else to talk about. So we're going to play one more advert. Um, this is how you download the podcast. If you've just joined us, uh, or if you want to catch up on any podcasts that you've missed, you can download them from iTunes or from the Spreaker website. So you can do it this, and when we come back, we've got something interesting to talk about with Paul about what he's going to be doing later this year. This podcast is supported by Northern Prince Solutions, helping a local fan base spread the word about their team. Remember, you can download our podcasts at any time and listen to them at your pleasure. You can download our podcast from iTunes. Simply search Heed Army Podcast in iTunes. Also, you can download us from the Spreaker website. Remember, tell your friends about it because we're trying to get as many people as interested as we can in Gateshead Football Club and coming along to the games on a match day. Also, if you are new listening to the podcast and you'd like to get to a game and just find out what it's all about, go on the Gated FC website and look at fixtures and you'll see the up-and-coming home games at the International Stadium. And you're back with us. That's how you download the podcast if you've missed any or if you're just new to the show and you want to listen to our back catalogue. There's over 64, I think, to listen to now. So if, you, if you're if you that bored and <laughs> you want to get to sleep, <laughs> please do listen. Um, say before, um, well, during we'll put that advert on there, Mickey was saying that we didn't talk about Paul's goals. And uh, as I say, you, you scored quite the world, didn't you, from the halfway line? Or was it just before the halfway line uh, I'd say just inside the halfway just inside, line yeah, uh, I won't uh, kill my Stephen too much but apparently I got credit with all four goals but the only one that counted was the one from the halfway line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand that that was me with a rocket it was and uh, say, say, I've just reminded you of a story there about um, seeing a famous snooker player in the crowd yeah thanks John uh, John Parrott there he, he made one of my famous celebrations I've had a few a few <laughs> howlers a few shockers but scoring down uh, Marine and then obviously running over and doing the old actions of potting a ball uh, he, did, <laughs> he did take it in good credit like he gives a thumbs up yeah. I think his son was playing for Marina or something like he that was, I was all, yeah. in the under 11s or something like that had been playing before the game and then <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. no, we probably got beat off the under 11s in the warm up and Jordan I think that game was that was the one where the Huntley brothers had like the big rack of like ribs and it looked like the Flintstones <laughs> on the bus <laughs> so it was like a great takeaway next to the ground the rotten ribs yeah they were just sat there like gnawing away <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get out much them Huntleys nah. as the sights and sounds of hoarding for you ah, seen a kebab shop and they're all just amazed <laughs> um, but Paul you, you're taking on something quite remarkable later this year um, if you'd like to tell us all about it yeah well on the 26th <coughs> of June till around about the 5th of July I'm going to walk um, climb basically walk climb struggle uh, Mount Kilimanjaro so I'm doing it for Macmillan which is obviously a charity close to my heart but also I'm doing it with 14 other members of my work colleagues the boss there is uh, Gary Forrest he's the chairman of the company he basically funded it for all the 14 staff to go so we applied through like you know basically credentials that way yeah 
and then we uh, chose the 14 people to go, one being myself, so I'm over the moon with doing it. And also, my wife is actually managing to go with me as well. So, be so you, couldn't, you couldn't get rid of us so then? I couldn't, mate, no. But uh, as you say, you know, there's always a slight push at the top, maybe, you know. Yeah. So, no, that's you what what you're doing on the top, Lee? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> that's what you You could get arrested for that, you know. So, it's not the only mountain you'll be doing. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Mrs. Puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I've uh, shared a t- tent with a pal of mine anyway. I think it's, it's your wife's gun and you shared it with a pal. Rosie, oh, where, oh, man? <laughs> you, I thought you said the careers weren't meant to be ended. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's your last sharing a tent with 10 Sherpas. <laughs> We're going to do our best, but I think uh, it's, it's a well worth cause. So I think um, definitely uh, all the Gateshead fans out there, if you can. Like you know, look to upon yourself to obviously retweet as much as you can. Look about it; it's a great cause. Every penny that I'm going to raise is going to actually go to Macmillan because it was a self-funded project. So I thank Gary for that, and it basically means that every penny that we do get, we're looking for a target of forty thousand, and mm-hmm. um, we're doing corporate events like walks that we're starting, charity football events, and stuff like that. But um, Mike Coulson, obviously, I've been in touch with him, and being an ex-lad, he's basically said I can get down there with a couple of buckets on the 14th which is uh, I think it is it Mansfield I think uh, Mansfield Mansfield, is it on the 14th so uh, look out for it and obviously just you know think about the cause and uh, I am putting myself through the whole you know training it's not just uh, it's not just me coming on here to talk I am doing the walk and uh, I'll put my body on the line basically for it and say well we'll be putting out um, the details of that and also we'll be retweeting Paul's tweets all the way building up to that and we mention it all the way throughout uh, the podcast at the end of the season as Much well appreciate so appreciate it thanks uh, fantastic and uh, say we're going to do um, the uh, titied quiz starting up and Mickey uh, as I say <sighs> Andrew isn't here that's probably why he isn't here because he lost that's oh, where it is. he doesn't take it that serious man does he uh, I think he does you know I think he does <laughs> oh, <of course>. uh, <laughs> So I've got the questions here. Uh, one second, I'll get the quiz music on in the background because it's uh, make it nice and tense. Uh, <laughs> even though we, even though we can't hear, it's for the people at home. So uh, right. I just can't believe Buzzy's sharing a tent with his pal and his missus is there. I, <laughs> I'm shocked, <laughs> Mrs. Buzzy. If I was there, I wouldn't let you go in bed. You'd be in the tent with me. <laughs> Um, I might gun and share a tent with your ass. <laughs> John, you kind of get up me driving for me in the mountain. <laughs> We need knee Right, so. Right, that's for another podcast. Uh, right, <laughs> right, right, the first question of Tittied the day. Um, by the way, if you lose, you're the Tittied. Oh, so right. there you go, right. So, uh, Mickey, I'll ask you, get the first uh, go at this question. Lyndon Gooch was born in which US state? Oh, Jesus. Boston. Boston. John? New York. I'll go New York and Paul. State? Yeah, which US state? Texas. Texas, right. There we go. Um, that could be right there, Texas. That sounds, that's, sounds. If you've got that leg on. <laughs> that's class. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Here's one for you. How many clubs has former Gator midfielder and Newcastle United fielder Jamie McLenn played for? Is that including? Is it league clubs or just, all together? Just, just all together. I'll say sixteen. Sixteen. I'm going to say seven. Seven for John Paul. Uh, 
I'd go with 12. 12. I'll go. And question number three. How many games did he play for the Heat? Go on, Paul. You can go first. Good ones. <laughs> that's, That's nine. Do you know what question, you know what question I was going to do? Is how many McDonald's did he eat before a game? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love to give 112. 112. I think it's a lot less. I think it's about 36. I know. 36. And Mickey? I'll go on 30. That's 30. Right. There we go. Um, Rob Jones played how many games for Hibs? have to answer a hip's yes. question and I'll talk to Scottish football what about the jam boys yes they're 10 out oh, that way <laughs> I mean it's uh, only Blythe I'll see 172 172 John 173 <laughs> oh, it's getting technical new Paul 171 <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the way this is going right this one um, about former Gated midfielder Jason Ainsley in the 1994-95 season how many games did he play for Hartlepool? 8 8 John? 9 9 oh, <laughs> oh, it's either 7 or 10 was it? <laughs> I'll give you the right answer uh, 13 13 is that right is it? <laughs> I'm just right, now, this one this one's quite apt although I didn't I did it's not like it's just pure chance in what year did the first wedding take place on Mount Kilimanjaro oh. so uh, yeah, Paul I'll let you go first on that one what year what year was the first marriage conducted on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro 78 78 I know when the first divorce is going to be. <laughs> I'll go for 75. Oh, 1975. And Mickey? I'll go 1960. 1960. And uh, the bonus um, question now is uh, about Jason Ainsley again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How many clubs did he play for? I'm going to go 12. 12 to John Paul 8 8 Mickey I'm just counting Was he playing in a couple in what's he called he did yeah I just realised uh, for the effect there the quiz background music went off so we've just proper lost attention <laughs> 9 9 Nine, right, yo. I think I'm wrong, like, but let's have a little look here. Right, we'll start off with the first question. In which U.S. state was Lyndon Gooch born? California. Oh. So not one he has got it right there. So uh, it's uh, nil nil all the way at the minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how many times did Jim McLean play for the Heat? It was. Um, oh, what have I done here? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've written them the wrong way. No, no, I haven't. How many teams did uh, Jimmy McLean play for? The answer was 12. So, Paul, you got that there. You're 1 0. So, these two are the potential titties at the minute. Um, right. And the next one was how many games did he play for the Heed? Uh, Mickey, you went 31. You went 121 there. <laughs> yeah, you know that one there. And 36. In fact, he played 31. So, Mickey. There we go, it's 1-1 one, one at the minute. And uh, John, he's lagging behind here, so lagging behind. How many games did Rob Jones play for Hibs? 
In fact, he only played 96. Did he? Yes, so that's Paul in the lead there with 2-1. I thought so he played a hell of a lot more than that. No. Uh, in 1994-95 season, how many games did Jason Ainsley play for Hartlepool? Uh, you went 8, Mickey. 13, Paul. 9, he played 15. So, Paul... I'm not liking it. We could have the first ginger titties. <laughs> not going well here. Like. <laughs> In what year did the first wedding take place on Mount Kilimanjaro? We've went 19, we've got 1960, 78, 75. In fact, it was 2014. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, John. John. Right, well, no, yeah. no, it's not. It's not. It's Paul. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> he's rumbling it tonight. So, um, let's have a look here. If the, Potentially, right? Um, well, it's between Mickey and John for who's going to be the titty. Yeah, you're not. You're safe. Yeah. Paul safe. Paul safe. Now, um, you've got one question, right? You've got none. The bonus is worth two, John. Um, how, how many clubs did Jason, Jason Ainsley play for? The answer is eleven. Mickey, you went nine. John, you went twelve. So, Mickey, yeah, you're the titty. Uh, oh, there you go. Stands, eh? It does. <laughs> so there you go. The bonus nine. 12, yeah, so you did well there. So there we go, that was the highlight of the podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, I don't even know if Texas is a state. Yeah, well, it is, it is, it is. And, uh, and um, we've got a message from Lauren Dimmick saying, uh, how is John enjoying his podcast experience? <laughs> Answer that question, John. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And apparently, John Lauren Dimmick said you're shit. <laughs> so it's not very nice, like, is it? I've got no comment in me. Yeah, no comment. And Joshua Burns put good luck. McMillan are a great charity, uh, very personal and very helpful. So well said, Joshua. Uh, I think everyone agrees with that. Um, still time to tweet us and message us. Um, so you can do that. We've got another advert to play. Uh, this one is for Dave Allen's quiz. It is the first Thursday of every month. So that means this Thursday at the Green Nags Head Gated High Street. Get yourself along. Are you a Gated fan? Are you a Brain Box? Do you love a quiz? If so, get to the Green Nags Head on the first Thursday of every month for the Gated FC Supporters Club meeting and quiz. Quizmaster Tenerife Dave will have your brain absolutely puzzled with some of his belting questions. So get along, that's the first Thursday of every month at the Grey Nags Head on Gated High Street. It's the place to be if you're a Gated fan and you can come along and meet more Gated fans and get involved in the Gated family. So get along to the quiz and meeting on the first Thursday of every month at the Grey Nags Head. Are you a budding young goalkeeper? Is your son the next Joe Hart? Why not get them some expert goalkeeping coaching from Elite Goalkeepers Number 1 from Gateshead goalkeeper Alex Baird. He's available to do coaching one-on-one, -on -one, group sessions or working with boys clubs. So if you're interested, contact Alex and you can do so via his Twitter account and that is at EliteKeepersNo1 and you can also phone him on 077 86194614. That's Elite Goalkeepers, and you can get expert coaching from Gated's goalkeeper, Alex Baird.
Uh, that is um, Alex Baird's coaching advert. If you want to be a budding young goalkeeper, get in contact with him. And also, if you want to be let down on the quiz stakes, because I don't think anything could beat that quiz, get yourself along the Dave Allen's quiz. <laughs> I'm only joking. Dave's is a lot better than that. Better. <laughs> Mickey, enjoying chewing that cup? <laughs> See how I've got the Princess Die cup out for you as well? Oh, no. oh. You won't be the first person to say, I look, dude. <laughs> Oh, political as well. Right, um, let's see if there's any more messages coming in. And apparently, um, Lawrence is sorry because that wasn't her. It was uh, Andrew using her account. Andrew's just jealous he's not in the podcast. That's all, that's all it is. So You're getting the sack. <laughs> John's, John's got the bug. He's going to be here all the time. Um, they'll be quiet on the Twitter front tonight. I think it's probably because they've heard you reading them out, Mickey. Probably. It is, it is. Um, <laughs> let's see, we have got... Could be worse, it could be ye. Yeah, I know. Could, could be me. <laughs> um, so we've got Wrexham at home on Tuesday. Um, so we want to try and get them crowds back up. It's a chance to get ourselves back on track. Um, if we can win that game and win on Saturday again, I know it's, it's all ifs and buts, but you've got to start somewhere to get a run going. And um, we're not in bad form at the moment. We're just, you know, one shot and conceded one on Saturday. It was the only time Adam Bartlett was really busy, wasn't it? Yeah, so if we, if we can move forward on Tuesday night, hopefully get a good crowd. I don't think there's the Champions League football on. I don't know. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't, Talking about crowds, I think it's important to see how important the big the crowd was yesterday. We got over a thousand, and Newcastle and Sunderland were both at yeah. home. You know, there's a lot said about Bristol bringing a lot of fans up, but, but there was one thousand two Gateshead fans, mm. which I think is a fantastic effort considering the the struggles we've had this season. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and um, well, we've got a message coming in the chat facility from uh, Gator photographer Neil Smith. He's put congratulations to fellow f- uh, club photographer Charlie Woff on when Nirvana Photographer of the Month for February, uh, pity the worst photo... What well, pity the photo wasn't of a gated player. <laughs> oh, oh well, there you go. That's not good, like, but... Uh, what no, were you no, taking no, pictures of? He must have been... Uh, it must have been of an oppos- uh, opposing player. Must have been after a goal or something. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, no. Congratulations. Well done. And Neil, why haven't you won that? You keep telling us you're... You know, Wonderful you keep, photographer. Keeps, keeps giving you grief about being on the podcast, but he hasn't won this award, has he? I don't think so. Neither of that, to be fair. No. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't been taking photos in Well, Mrs. Buzzio and Paul Buzzio might not are different, but. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the woman by the way, the curtains. Why is the size nines in the garden, in the flower bed every, every morning? Um, and, um, but, uh, Paul pierces for them. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Dimmick has put what did he win? I think it's just um I mean, he might have got a, an award, I don't know. He might have got a big statue or something of a photographer. A van. A van, aye, he might have got a lease of a van selfie for a weekend. Stick. Eh? Could have got a selfie stick. That's what it was, he just took a photo of himself with a Oh nah. Have I seen someone with one of them? If I knew someone with a selfie stick, I think I'd snap it. I can't stand selfie sticks, though, even on bugbear. The only time I want to see a selfie stick is when I'm battering somebody to death. Take the words off, I was going to see what it is. When I'm on the pole, I'm battering someone else. Oh, it's, it's always a magic podcast, doesn't it? I don't think I've even seen one. Uh, uh, um, it's. Uh, <laughs> Ah, it's apparently Andrew is using this account. Uh, I can't sign in with mine, Divi. So, uh, well, didn't he send a message from his account before? I and, uh, well, I don't know. It's for someone who's been on the podcast for over a year and he doesn't know how to send a message in. That's uh, pretty poor, pretty poor indeed. Um, but still, if you've got any times or any memories of Paul's uh, time at Gateshead, as I said, John, you was you remember his goal quite well, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I remember it was a. It was a clearance from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I went in. <laughs> but, you know, 
it, in all honesty, it was a great goal. And I remember, I can't remember who I was speaking to, but yeah, um, I think it was Sunderland beat Newcastle, and you were leaving a message and all the lads, the lads' phones and all that. They were like, listen to this, and you were singing, um, we keep the red flag flying high. <laughs> I think it may have been on Thomas' phone. Aye. You were singing it, and it was it just, but there was like three o'clock in the morning, everybody's, all the players' phones had messages on from Buzzio. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we've just got a message from Nicola, and just put, how do we donate, Paul? Oh. Will I pass him the mic? There we go. Right. Well, there's a, a text. You can either text. I've just. Is this Nicola Buzio? It is. Yes, it's my it's wife. Oh, well, well, it was. Well it was your wife. It was. She was my wife. <laughs> uh, I d- if I don't tell you how to donate, she might not be. But uh, yeah. <laughs> hello, Nicola, and hello, Archie. Back at home at Three Port Rushwood. I hope you and the riders are enjoying the new life of podcast, and will be <laughs> listening in every week now. Right. Now we all know where he lives. <laughs> Mickey, more pictures. Well, uh, well. I knew where he lived. <laughs> <laughs> Just the banner order. Restriction <laughs> 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 goes on. <laughs> We've got a link. If you text HSKK99, the pound sign, uh, to 770, yep. that'll donate. And obviously, any, obviously, as I mentioned, any pound, two pound, five pound, ten pound, hundred pound, everything will go to McMahon. And we have just that retweeted that on... Uh, there on Twitter so have a look now uh, we'll, we'll copy that later on and uh, post it and we'll continue to do so so mm. please do so it's a fantastic cause and I put it on Facebook and as also well. as well if you're unable to do it that way remember uh, at the Macclesfield game there will be collections outside of the game uh, beforehand so uh, so dig deep along. chaps it's yes, a good cause it certainly is uh, so yeah say, can you believe it it's nearly over we've got a few minutes left and uh, as I say if anyone's got any other business please send it in um, remember, get yourself along to Dave Allen's quiz. It's always really good. He has to play your cards right. There's um, card bingo as well. And also, normally, a general meeting beforehand. And also, you'll be able to peddle his goods. Because if you might have noticed on um, Facebook, I don't know if it's been on the Gated Sports Club Twitter page yet, um, that there is new polo shirts. I think is was it orange and yellow? Yellow and sky blue. Yellow and sky blue. Uh, so, yes, he really is getting that merchandise out there and raising more money for the club, which is absolutely fantastic. And I tell you what, the amount of people you see wearing the hats and jumpers and hoodies on a match mm. day, it's uh, really good and it's all going into the club's pockets. And remember, you will look extra stylish when you're wearing them. And Mickey, I can't help but notice you're wearing the new away top. Uh, I thought I'd treat myself. Yeah, you minx, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, actually, I was looking for the camouflage one for the waiting in Buzzy's garden. <laughs> Coming in here looking provocative. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need to get the specs here, as that. This Smith's podcast worries me uh, week on week. <laughs> it worried you that much that you had to go <laughs> take part. Neil Smith said it was um, of a non-eating player uh, mm. that he won the for, and he won a certificate. Uh, <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> And uh, apparently Neil Smith did get to the final uh, eight uh, of the August competition. Well, that's any good. There was only nine, innit? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, no, no, congratulations. We know he's a good photographer. Because he did, in uh, fact, he give a us um, a photo of Jimmy Chandler to put in our... Um, leaflets. Leaflets and posters, uh, which was great. And um, Jammer Greaves put my post, he wears a heat hat. Uh, that's uh, from Kimmy. That's it's actually Keith McNally who used to play for Gated. Is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. So there we go. Learned it in all the time. Yes. And Gemma, you've been very quiet tonight. Normally she's quite vocal, isn't she, on the podcast? Oh, I, don't, I was going to say I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
we're still going to get her on because we've had her brother on right. and uh, you know she said once he left she, he would come on he's been away quite a while now so uh, right. hopefully hopefully we'll get her on to talk about all things heed right, good yes and uh, that's it also uh, we've got the people oh, we've got a few more tweets coming in here um, we've had a, uh, a lot of retweets people doing the um, of the uh, the text uh, for the donations for the Macmillan for the uh, Mount Kilimanjaro claim so it's uh, fantastic so keep that going hope we can spread it far and wide and uh, <coughs> keep it going because we all know it is for a great cause and uh, John as I say it's your first time on the podcast you're a long time listener um How's it been? How's it been? Come on. I've actually enjoyed it, believe it or not. Surprise! I thought I'd really end up here. I've been waiting for selfie stick at the end I'll come here with a full attention and not enjoying myself. <laughs> the, the only disappointing thing is I've got nothing to listen to going to work tomorrow morning oh no you can listen to yourself John it's no, quite I hate hard. listening to my own voice oh, I hate it. what do you think we've found <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Tony Carter had the same uh, problem to be honest with you yeah and um, <laughs> Paul Doolan former Gator Press but I bet there's no dogs that go to bite Keith McNall oh uh, he was a, he was lethal Keith like uh, but he <laughs> uh, you, know, you, you were probably brought up in the age now where you couldn't you know, the keep as you can near keep as far as I was referee Keith McNall used to make his business to Gannon and clatter him in the f- very first opportunity. And I'm not talking just Gannon in, I'm talking both feet. <laughs> <laughs> and used to get up. Ugh. So so even when he used what's to. What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> I once done it in, in a Sunday morning game for the other team playing up at Kibbleswell. It's like the local derby. And he cl- absolutely clattered the keeper. And he. J- it was like hell on. Absolute hell on. It was like 21 people fighting in the net. Uh, 20 people. <laughs> And Keith McNall was stood under the halfway like watching everybody <laughs> <laughs> kicking the shit at each other basically while he was stood talking to our goalkeeper <laughs> and he started the whole thing up. That's the way to do it, mentally. isn't it? Uh, oh, well, well, we found out about the life of a postman in Kibblesworth yeah. uh, and also we found out about uh, the fantastic effort that Paul's going to be doing later in the year yeah. in June. And uh, so, as I say, Paul, thank you very much for coming on. Um, Good luck, Paul. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say the very best of luck to you. Excellent. Thank you very much, lads. To every one of them. It's a great cause, and I hope it goes well. And it's been nice to relive some memories. Just a lot of it we'll kind of talk about on air, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all good. Maybe one day we'll have to do an X-rated podcast, like. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like zero masochistic gear in Oh yes, and no, but as, only. as I say, we say a lot. Every player that played during your time at the club, thank you very much for what you did because you weren't playing for the money at the time. Um, it was you know he helped us get through a, a dark period and helped the club where it is today. Uh, wouldn't be without lads like yourself oh, where we are now. Definitely. So uh, yeah, and uh, John, thank you very much for coming on. We'll have you on again before the end of the season. And Mickey, Hopefully. as ever, thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. And uh, let's hope we have two wins to talk about next Sunday night. Um, we are at home to Wrexham. Remember, get yourself along. Tell your friends. Remember, put it on Facebook and Twitter. Let's get another a lot of people along there. Make it a good atmosphere as always. And let's hope on Saturday away at the Braintree that we do get something out of that game and hopefully the season isn't over for us. So as I say, please share the podcast as we say every week. And mm-hmm. um, Please retweet Buzzies. Yes, when we will be putting that out again later on. So as I say, please uh, share the podcast and we'll be back with you next week. So thank you very much. Bye. I'll see Bye. you later. Bye. <laughs> Go on, say You're the last word. Adios. Oh, uh, foreign. <laughs> 
Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.